God's promise shines bright in the night. As magi follow a star to honor a new king. Strangers from a faraway land, they welcome the long-awaited Messiah of Israel. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the second chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for this child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. And when they had heard the king, they set out, and, out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. I invite you to be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. And take our hearts and set the fire of the Holy Spirit in them. Amen. Maybe you grew up with a dad like mine. He's sitting right there. You see, whenever we would go somewhere, you would go to the place one way, but you always took a different way back home. Dad still travels with the same philosophy today. Last week when I drove to Canby to stay for a couple of days, one of his first questions upon my arrival was, which way did you come? And after I got back home on Tuesday morning with mom and dad on speakerphone, they wanted to know, of course, how were the road conditions? And then dad wanted to know if I took Highway 68 and then took the road 
out north of Minneota or if I'd gone straight to Marshall and took Highway 23. If I remember correctly from our conversations, Dad says that there are at least eight different ways to get from Canby to Cottonwood on paved roads, meaning you can go many different ways home if you would happen to choose to do so. Now, one would assume that you should not take the same route home that you went because there's always more to see and encounter. That taking a different road would give you more opportunities to see unexpected new places and meet different people. In its own way, to make the final loop of your travels would feel like something new rather than just the mundane going back home the same way. Today, we have some other people who are on their own journeys and as we read in the, read in the gospel earlier, some unexpected new places and meeting different people. Let's start with those wise men, shall we? Who were they, these magi? Scholars tell us that they were Gentiles or pagans, originally from either Babylon or Persia, the Far East anyways. And by Jesus' time, the term magi referred to astrologers, astronomers, fortune tellers, dream interpreters, stargazers. They were people who tried to find meaning in the stars. So when we read that the wise men had observed a star at its rising, we know that there must be some astrological phenomenon that has taken place in the night sky. Yet if one digs deep enough, you can see that this astrological phenomenon is twofold. First, for the Gentiles, like these wise men's pagan beliefs held, they would have associated this kind of astral phenomenon with the birth of a new ruler. And secondly, for the Jewish people of the day, the words from Scripture in Micah and Numbers, but you, O Bethlehem, from you shall come forth for me, one who is to rule in Israel, a star shall come out of Jacob. They would have seen their Jewish biblical promises coming to fruition. The wise men were looking to find the new king, and it appears that the Jews were not even aware the star phenomenon existed for this purpose yet. That is, until until the wise men appear in Jerusalem, taking an unexpected side trip away from their star's guiding, because where would a king be found other than in Jerusalem? Certainly not in a stable in Bethlehem. That is, until. Until the wise men do appear in Jerusalem, searching and seeking and asking, for where was the child who has been born king of the Jews? Did the Jewish people recognize its importance? Word, of course, gets back to King Herod, who, because of the buzz that has caused quite a stir in the whole town. Yet King Herod is frightened not necessarily only because he claimed the kingship for himself, but because he himself 
does not quite fit the bill. His road of kingship has taken a new route. You see, Herod had proclaimed himself the king of the Jews and was given the title by Rome, even though he was a foreigner himself and only half Jewish. He was seen as a traitor in the eyes of the chief priests and the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the scribes, because really, how can you be a king of the Jews and only be half Jewish? And neither is his way of leading. His reputation was as a powerful and heartless man who stole from the people, who tortured whole villages, who murdered his opponents without hesitation, and who held daily executions of anyone he feared was a threat to his power, even his own wife and three sons, his closest friends, and several once-trusted counselors. So the people of Jerusalem must have truly been terrified of what would happen to them if they placed any hope in this new child king that was born and was being claimed as the real king of the Jews, the Messiah, the Messiah that the Hebrew scriptures had been promised to them. Herod only needs to find this child and take care of the little problem, as he has done with all of the others. Of course, the way to do so was to invite these wise men to the palace to hear the story from them directly. He knows that he is despised by many, but no small child would be a match to his power. This is only just a little bump a little detour in the road. Before Herod secretly calls the wise men and learns about the star, he first calls together the chief priests, the Sadducees, and the scribes, the Pharisees, to learn from where, there where the Hebrew readings say that the king of the Jews was to be born. He needs to know by which road to travel to take care of the problem. They tell King Herod what the scripture says in Bethlehem of Judea. And I wonder why did they tell King Herod, why did they not go to Bethlehem themselves? Both may be ways they could have protected this new king. And yet they were the experts in the religious laws and Jewish traditions. They know the law of Moses probably the best of anyone in Jerusalem, and they say nothing to the king, to King Herod, about how God forbids the Jews to use the sun and the moon and the stars for anything but giving light and telling the time of day and year. They say nothing about the penalty for breaking this law being death. So the Jews knew God would never use the stars to send such a message. Maybe then this is why the astrological event is not brought to the Jewish people first. 
But to these pagans, the Gentile wise men, people who did not even believe in the Jewish God, and yet they took the road to follow a star to find this newborn king. Maybe this is why the wise men who were intending to go back to King Herod to tell him about their experience and to disclose the location of the child were given a dream prophecy that in order to save the child's life and their own, that they should not return to Herod and to leave for their own country by another road. And they do. If we read between the lines of Matthew's story of the Magi, we can find another meaning to these final words, they went home by another road. The Greek word here could be translated in two ways, the road or the way. And since the first Christians who followed Jesus were not called Christians, but followers of the way, it makes sense on how the King James Version translates the end of this chapter by saying, we went home by another way. The Magi went home by another way, to another way of life. They were not the same people they were when they set out on the road to find Jesus. They did not believe the same as the Jews. They found the king they were looking for, but in a sense, they found a king they were not looking for. By what God revealed to them, by the star and through the Hebrew scriptures, they found the king of the Jews, who was not only to be the king of the Jews, but the king of the Gentiles, their king. And what does this mean for us too? It certainly means we can be like King Herod and choose to sit at home and fret and look for ways to control our lives and others. It certainly means that we can be like the chief priests and the scribes and be the experts about God and scriptures and faith and sit at home and do nothing, say nothing. Or it certainly means that we can be like the wise men who look up and out and see some light, encounter the Christ child, be filled with great joy, and leave to go home a different way, changed. It certainly means that we can be like we are every year when we gather together around listening to this same scene to celebrate the epiphany, the revelation of the Christ child, our Savior. But are we not given an opportunity this Sunday and every day to look for the light of Christ in the world, in others, in our fears, in our joys, and then recognize how we too are changed? Our roads home today are not the same as they were when we arrived. We have traveled together, following the star in hopes that we will meet Jesus. And maybe we will meet him here, in the bread, in the wine, at the table, in the witness of the scriptures, in the acts of mercy, hospitality, and grace. 
Maybe we'll meet him outside these doors in friends and neighbors who shine with divine love or for those who receive our discipleship lived out. But I do know that something happens when we meet Jesus. Something happens when the star stops over the place where Jesus leads us. Our hearts leap for joy, but something else happens. We are changed. We are made different. We encounter new places and people. We travel home by a different road. And for this, we give thanks to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, bless our journeys. Bless our new roads. Bless the fears and joys. May the light of your Son, Jesus, meet us in the stars and in the people we encounter in the places we visit. May we let our lights so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify you in heaven. Amen.